Hello and welcome back to Being Effing For Real. It's TJ here with JD. Say hi. Yes, y'all. Yes. Um, we're here on this fine Monday morning, I guess. Um, and we're here to record for y'all. This is a bonus. So this is going to be 45 minutes or less. All right. And if it's not, that's none of your business. So. Yeah, we get a little carried away sometimes, don't we? Yes, we do. But that's neither here nor there. All right. So today we're going to discuss what we've been watching recently. Um, and I have a little fun thing to talk about with my horror bracket. And me and JD have both been watching the same show as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So mm-hmm. number one, friend, you finished Bridgerton season one. How was that? Honest, so initially, my friend Ariel, my friend Audrey, that they had put me onto Bridgerton. Honestly, they've been trying to put me onto Bridgerton for a while, like since the, the previous spring, but I have finally gotten around to it. I've watched it throughout this whole week. And it's certainly a unique show, to say the least. I've never seen anything quite like it. It feels like a play, but not a play, if you know what I mean. Like, it's written like a play, but it's shot like a drama. So I just thought that was, like, really unique from a filmmaker's point of view, you know. I thought the acting was quite well. Very authentic, if I may add. Some of, you know, it's like, what is it, the 1600s to 1700s? I don't remember exactly what year it's in, but it's definitely in the vintage England. And some of the English words that they use in the show... It's certainly no English I've ever heard of. It's like some of these words that they use, like, I take a pause for it's like, wait, what did he or she say? It's like, I got to look up, like, some of the vocabulary, like, used in Bridgerton. Yeah, it was, it was certainly fun watching. Um, I enjoyed it. Especially the ending I thought was bittersweet. And I hear the second season actually has a different storyline, but there are some reoccurring characters from the first season. Then there's Queen Charlotte, which is a prequel. Yeah, it's. I think it's an anthology, but like surrounded around the same yeah. family. It's the same family. It's called Bridgerton because Bridgerton is the family. Yeah, um, I've never tuned in, but love your review, friend. Um, and then me, I've been juggling a lot over here. I'm currently watching four different shows um so the first well the fourth show is the changeling which we're both watching but the first show was shelter um on amazon prime it's so good i think we have one more episode left and it comes out this friday but the show is amazing very mystery thriller and they're eating it like i really love it it's coming out weekly so i can't binge but it's so good and then the next show I'm watching is Fiona and Cake, the Adventure Time spinoff. It's just super cute and super fun, and I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, mm. I love the fact that Childish Gambino came back to be Marshall Lee. Um, that was fun. Yeah, that's that's fun. Um, and then we got a whole episode with like Marshall Lee and I forgot Princess Bubblegum's male name i don't remember new we got a whole episode with them um it was super cute um and yeah and i loved how each episode centers around a different 
character. They have like they have like a whole title to themselves too, which is really cool. Um, and then I'm also hold on, let me pull up my chart. I have a whole chart full of my binges yeah. so that I don't get lost because this happens a lot. Oh, and then because those episodes only come out weekly, while those episodes aren't on, I'm watching Being Human um, from 2011, not the British one because ill. Sorry. Mm. Um, I love me a good British show, but it's very rare that a British show is good. So. Yes, that is Shade. Um, so I'm watching Being Human, the American one from 2011. Um, I just made it to season two. I'm on season two, episode three. Um, and it's it's just as good as I remember it. I watched it with my aunt when I was younger. And it came out in 2011, which means I was seven. So I don't know why I was watching it. It's not appropriate for children. But you know what? I wasn't watching anything appropriate for children when I was younger. So... That's why I am the way that I am. That's why I'm me. Um, so yeah, I really love the show. It's really good. It's as good as it's as good as I remember it. Um, the only thing is that the monsters are just really ugly. I don't know, yeah. but like on Vampire Diaries, all the vampires are sexy, and like they look sexy as vampires, and then werewolves are just wolves, just big wolves. But on Being Human, like the vampires have like instead of having like red eyes like red pupils or like irises or whatever they have like com- like black eyes it's like completely black which is just not cute and then the werewolves like they they look like animal wolf hybrids and they were like a snout yeah. like the transformation so, is ugly so just ask you a question about so would you say they're ugly as in the designs are not good or, or just like the designs are good, they're just genuinely ugly, like you know. What yes, I mean? the designs are good, but it's just not cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not it's not appealing. Like it's like I wouldn't walk up to this vampire and be like, Yeah, let's go. No, thank you. You're the thing of nightmares, actually. Um but yeah, it's a really fun show, and I'm really enjoying it. And then the fourth show is the show that we're both watching, which is The Changeling. Yes. Let's talk about it, friend. Oh, wait. Before we get into The Changeling, so two other shows that I've binged recently, aside from The Changeling, which we're both watching, and I finished Bridgerton season one, I recently finished a show on HBO Max called Project Greenlight, hosted by Issa Rae. And it was certainly, how best to put it, I think the process of making the movie that they were making was certainly creatively interesting to see, but it was quite disappointing in the end to see how it resulted in such a hot mess. And the movie that they made on Project Greenlight, it's called Grey Matter. I saw it on HBO Max right after I finished the documentary Project Greenlight. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my 20 years of living on this earth. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I saw that that movie was a thing. I didn't know it came from that show. Is it that bad, friend? Friend, it was wow bad. Oh, my God. Like, I couldn't even, like, make fun of it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I think... I, but I honestly still recommend watching Project Greenlight because I think, you know, 
even though the movie, the final product, ended up a hot mess, you can still learn from the mistakes that were made. Honestly, I don't think a lot of the fault is really to blame on the young director. Her name is Miko Winbush. You know, I really wish her the best. She just had a really rocky start, to say the least. When you consider in Project Greenlight, she really wasn't given a lot to work with. She was given a crappy script. Like, she was given just, like, you know, a really cliche, like, science fiction superhero script. A girl is struggling, like, with her powers, like a coming-of-age type thing. And it's, like, the budget that the movie was on, they weren't able to bring it to its fullest potential. Like, for something, like, with HBO's name on it, it looks like a fan film from YouTube, but I could have made it in a garage. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. that's sad. And then the second um one that I'm currently watching, which is also on Apple TV, because, you know, we're about to talk about The Changing, which is also an Apple TV original. You might have scrolled... Oh, wait, you say you don't have Apple TV, my bad friend, but it's... Or the bootleg. Yeah. It's an Apple TV show called Invasion. It's an alien invasion show, hence the title. But honestly... As cliche as it sounds, I think the writing is what makes it quite unique. Honestly, I think it feels the most grounded. It's kind of like The Walking Dead meets, like, an alien invasion. Like, instead of, like, the world, like, banding together, like, you know, for the one big threat like they do in all these alien movies, like, Independence Day or whatever. Because we know in reality, that's just not the truth. There's, there's nothing that would bring all these nations together, honestly. That it's really, like, an every, like, man and woman for their own type of thing. And I just thought that that was an interesting take if an alien invasion was to happen. Yeah, cause we not we're not doing that. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's like it's like a school of fire. You mm-hmm. want me to walk out in a single line, please? And I think what makes it even more interesting in the writing, it's like an anthology series but a drama at the same time. So there's multiple characters spread across the earth. Like there's one character that's a Japanese scientist. There's, there's this one guy that's a U.S. Marine. There's this one kid from London. And it's like their stories kind of overlap with one another. Like they're all, all of their storylines are, like, are happening simultaneously, if you know what I mean. And I just mm-hmm. thought, I've never seen a show quite like that. Yeah, this is really cool, actually. I love the anthology for, mm-hmm. um, God, I just had a brain fart. Okay, friend, take your time. Oh, did you hear about the alien in Mexico? Honestly, no, but fill me in on the tea. You did. You didn't see that picture? Oh my god! Hold on. <laughs> the memes. The memes are so funny. It's. <laughs> it looks like it's not giving real. It's an alien corpse that they showed in Mexico, and I don't know if I believe it. I don't know. It just looks really small. It's an alien. What you see? <laughs> Here, <laughs> look at these memes. <laughs> Let's see here. I am so obsessed with the iOS 17. It looks so cool. Oh, I saw this one meme that someone said that it looks like um that one character from SpongeBob. If you remember when they were delivering mm-hmm. chocolate bars, yeah, yeah, and then the paper mache alien, bruh. And then the Mexico thing. (laughs) Like, it doesn't look real. It's giving pinata. Mm. 
It looks like a piece of clay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Mexicans be knowing stuff, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know if yeah. I believe that. It's just really small. It's really tiny. You know what I'm about to say, though? Oh, yes. Want to get into the chain thing now, friend? Or is there anything else I want to let off your chest? Um. Okay, before we do the chain, we'll talk about my horror bracket. So. Yes. Um. So let, let me pull it up first, because it, it's, a, it's a whole a whole website for it. I made a whole thing. Where did it go? Oh. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We have a whole, a whole bracket thing. So we have it all set. We have a whole bracket thing. We have it all set up. So the first two movies were this movie called Hell House from 2005, I think. And this other movie mm-hmm. called Wrong Turn from 2003. So it was that versus that. So I watched Hell House first. And somebody recommended to me, don't remember who, but they said it was one of the scariest movies they've ever seen. Um, no offense, but you lied to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't scary at all, actually. It had one good jump scare, one real good jump scare. Like, I, this is so funny. I knew the jump scare was coming. So I got up off my couch. I went to the back of my dining room where, where I could still see the TV. And when I tell you I jumped, like, into the air because it was, it was good. And then I just burst out laughing because every time I get scared, I just laugh. And my mom says it's weird, but, like, I don't know. Even at a haunted house, every time I go to a haunted house and they scare me, I, like, scream. And then immediately after, I start laughing. But in, in like, really? my mom says it's weird. But, like, I feel like, that's, I feel like that's fun. I feel like my way is fun. Um, anywho, so I watched Hell House. It wasn't scary. It... It had a good plot. Like, I was enjoying the plot. It wasn't scary. It was more so unsettling. Like, when I went upstairs, like, I was a little scared. Um, but thankfully, I haven't had a nightmare in 10 years, which is why I can watch horror movies really? so often. I, I don't get nightmares. So, um, anyway, I, mean, I gave Hell House. Oh, hmm? No, my bad. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Can you finish with her? I gave Hell House a three out of five. Um... <laughs> And then the next one was called Wrong Turn from 2003. It was stupid. It was really stupid. I feel like I wasted my time. Um, it had one good jump scare, but that is mostly because I stopped paying attention. So it caught me off guard because I wasn't really looking. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just bad. It was really stupid. That's these people who took a wrong turn in the woods. And they start getting hunted by inbred cannibals. Oh, yeah, you just told me about this. I'm just, like, still surprised, even though, right. Yeah, and even more surprising, they have six sequels. I I don't know why. I don't know who's watching. That's the better question. Who's watching that? Um, But, yeah, anywho, that one got a two out of... um, five it was not great um hell house won that round of course and then so i watched hell house on friday um wrong turn on saturday and then last night on sunday 
I watched Grave Encounters from 2011, and that was actually scary. Like, that is, like, the scariest and the best horror movie I've seen this year. Because I've watched a few on my Letterboxd, if you follow me. I have a list full of the horror movies I've seen this year. And that one takes the cake, all right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it's a found footage movie. And most found... And Hell House is also found footage. And most found footages don't be found footage Like, they don't be eating. But this Grave Encounters really ate. And the reason it ate is because most found footage movies start off really slow. Or, like, with a little montage for, like, I'm checked out. Like, I don't care anymore. But Grave Encounters started off funny, basically. It was, like, a... It started off as, like, a parody spoof of Ghost Adventures. And I was... It was funny. I was being entertained. And then they went to the asylum and stuff started going down almost immediately. They got right into it. And I was I was tuned in. I was there. It was a lot of jump scares. But they didn't come, like, run after the other. It was, like, spanned out really well. And had a really good pacing. And it had, like, a lot of elements that I really enjoyed. So I gave that a 5 out of 5. Like, that's how you do a found footage movie. Okay. Um, it was really great. So, and then the next one on my bracket... To go with Grave Encounters, I have to watch Ganjiam Haunted Asylum. I'm going to watch that tonight. I'm going to see which one wins between that and Grave Encounters. Because um, I started watching it yesterday, but then I realized it was in Korean. So I would have to sit and watch the subtitles, so I couldn't do it while I was doing something else. So I have to like do that tonight so I can just focus on it. No, that's the, no, that's and I was just gonna say that's the because it's like you know when you're like watching anime or just I don't know some sort of like foreign TV show like just for some rough example Squid Game my my mom and my dad were watching Squid Game and they were saying it's like you're trying to watch it while like washing the dishes or doing laundry it's a challenge because it's like unless you watched it dub but they say that the dub is really bad so they said they just wanted to watch it. I think that's what they said, or someone else. I don't know. They, they said they just watched it in the. They said they watched it in the Korean with the English subtitles, and they said they were like, just, just watch the show when you just sit down on the couch and like don't try to multitask with the show in another language. I think I watched Squid Game in the sub version, and normally I will no, I watch it in the dub version. Normally I'll watch like foreign things in the sub version because I don't like the dub voices. Um, yeah. but for Squid Game, it was, it was fine. So it was it wasn't a problem. Okay. I'll take your word for it then. Um, it was. Oh God. Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited to complete this bracket. I'm so excited for like, I I expecting to finish this by October. Um, I, so those are the two I've done so far, and then the, my other ones are Candyman versus It. Um, Sinister mm. versus Case 39, White Noise versus Record. Um, You're going to revoke my horror movie card for this friend, but I never got around to watching the It movies. I didn't either, friend. Oh, okay. So, not so we're, we're, the, we're the same. <laughs> someone asked um, me, they were like, how did you not watch It? That was like the most popular movie of 2017. It's just like, I don't know. I only saw like bits and pieces of it because I think my parents were watching it one night and I was down there but I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, oh yeah, and then we have Midsommar versus Evil Dead. Um, we have Terrifier versus The Gallows and Megan is Missing versus Funny Games. So 
And then in the end, we'll have one victor. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it will be. Um, you were talking about your horror movie list. Yeah, my bracket. Yeah, um, yeah I'm excited to complete it. It's, it's probably going to go into October as well, which is perfect for spooky season. I was supposed to start it in October, but I have no patience. patience. So I started it this week. Um, but it's really exciting. I'm doing a horror movie a day. So I'm enjoying it. Um, I was, oh my god, I was trying to watch one of my favorite horror movies, uh, I think on Thursday, called Oculus, mm-hmm. and it, you could watch it with ads, so, and at first I was like, I don't want to watch a horror movie with ads, right, but I yeah. gave it a try, and then, like, in the middle of a scary scene, an ad popped up for Olivia Rodrigo's concert, and I was like, yeah, no, I can't do this, <laughs> uh. you're ruining the vibes. Who was watching yeah. horror movies? Ads. Oh. And people tell, me good, people tell me there's good horror movies on Tubi. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to watch a horror movie on Tubi with the ads. It's just not going to feel right. Well, I've watched horror movies on Tubi with ads, but Tubi ads aren't long. True, but still, I don't know. Fine. It's like, <laughs> what if I get an advertisement for, I don't know, some sort of like, kids toy stores and it's like ruins the fight. If you brought a movie thing all here, get connected for free. With- <laughs> right. It's like it's nerf for nothing. I would live. But for some Tubi movies, they only give you one ad at the beginning and the rest of the movie doesn't have ads in it. Mm-hmm. So I prefer those. Uh but it's not bad watching on there. But on the other app I was watching on it was like an ad every like um five minutes, which like for what? First of all, we're civilized people. We don't have cable anymore. Let's act like it. You're trying to give me a pay. Please. Hmm. I will open up a bootleg app real quick. Screw y'all. Anywho, you ready to get into the changing friend? I am. I was yes. actually just um reading more of the comments from that video that I was talking about, so when we get into it. Mm-hmm. But you could open us up with that for anyone that put me on after all. Okay, so um, I watched this with my dad. I think it was last Friday or no, it was mm-hmm. last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, um, and we watched it together. In episode one, I was like, "Okay, this is giving weird vibes. I don't know what's going on here." Episode two, I was like, "Oh wow, this is eating." Episode three, oh, things started to get crazy. Things mm-hmm. were insane in the membrane. And then I think episode four is out. Maybe, I don't know, my brain. I'm watching so many stuff. Um, but I think for episode four, episode four was really good too. Yeah, episode four is out. Episode four was really good too. Um, and basically we have Apollo and his wife emma um and his mom lillian and his father forgot his name we both forgot his name so um and basically uh apollo and emma meet well emma's working at the library they go on a date apollo has this whole thing with declaring himself a god very random um but that's beside the point 
Um, so they go on a date. They hit it off. They get married or whatever. And I don't, I don't know how that goes. But um, basically, one day when Emma's on a trip, she runs into this weird person on the rocks, and it turns out to be a witch. And they're like, "I'll, you keep this thing, you keep this uh, red tie on your wrist, and your three wishes will come true." And so her first two wishes are for a good husband and a healthy baby, right? And one day while on a lunch date, for some reason, Apollo decides to clip the bracelet. I don't understand why. What what was the reason, actually? There wasn't one. Um, There really wasn't one. The only thing that I can truly think of, if I was in Apollo's place, like, he just wasn't taking the story seriously because Emma tells him in a diner when they're having breakfast that she came back from her what was it like her business vacation in Brazil or something like that like she's exploring in the forest and she finds what we would assume is a witch and that she ties this little red yarn bracelet around her left wrist was it and that she could be granted three wishes that she wants but you just can't remove the bracelet the witch didn't say why but of course we would assume something bad will happen and freaking apollo like i guess he he wasn't believing the story he's like i'm the god apollo i could grant you whatever wish you want it's like i'm not gonna lie friend i kind of laugh every time he says that in the show it's so cringy like why do you keep saying that stop oh And then, like, him and his little god complex needs to stop it. One thing about a show, a man will always be your downfall. Look at this. All of this because Mm -hmm. you decided to cut a freaking bracelet. Now look at you. Your baby did. We totally forgot to put a spoiler warning for people that didn't watch yet, huh? So if you guys didn't watch The Changeling on Apple TV starring my boy Lakeith Stanfield from Atlanta, Darius, this is your... Late warning now. <laughs> <we're just> <laughs> um, so after he cuts the bracelet, they like go on and get married or whatever, and she gets pregnant and she gives birth on the subway. Ew. <laughs> Ew. No, I'm no doctor or anything. <clears throat> but how realistic would you say that is, friend? Oh, you can give birth anywhere. Okay, okay, so... If a baby wants to come out your couch, the baby's gonna come out the couch, no matter this location. Yeah. Now, is it safe? No. Mm-hmm. But can it happen? For sure. I know yeah. somebody that was born on the subway. Really? The New York yeah. subway? Very good picture. Hmm. Which, I mean, wouldn't you expect being born on the subway, right? <laughs> um. So, that was that. Uh, so yeah, she gives birth to baby on the subway, and it's very apparent, like afterwards, that it's very apparent that she is going through some sort of postpartum. That's what it gave at first. It was giving like, okay, we got the mom, we got Emma, she's giving postpartum vibes. We got Apollo, he's taking the baby everywhere, you know, on his business. He had him in a cute little carrier. Um, mm-hmm. So and it's looking like she was swamped, and she like had to go back to work, and she was scared to leave the baby with him. And then, like, it's just like a normal family dynamic at first. And then she started getting these weird text messages showing her, like, pictures taken a little ways away from Apollo and the baby. 
and one day sent um, from apollo's contact yeah and but it, then it then it, it immediately deletes itself and the weirdest thing to me about that was like why was your last text to each other four days ago <laughs> right. let's talk about that <laughs> But um, what, but for, but I just got one thing to say, friend. If I was Emma, I was like, why don't you just g- screenshot that? Exactly. Like, that was my out. question too. Just like do a little quick doop doop. Like it's, it's like it don't take I'm not much. gonna lie. I was starting to get a little frustrated at Apollo when he started gaslighting Emma over the text messages because it's like, my boy, does it really sound that crazy? It's like if I was Apollo, I would believe her because it's like. How do you know things are happening if you're not even with me? He's like, how do you know such a little detail of my day? Like, I put the baby on the driveway floor. Also, yes, that was pissing me off, too. Because, like, how did mm-hmm. how would she know? But also, why did she put the baby on the driveway? Well, yeah, of course. Well, let me, of course, like, you shouldn't do that. But it's, like, it's such a little detail of his day. I would have been like, how the heck did you know that? Yeah, same. I'll be like that too. But it's crazy to me that he put the baby on the drive. Why would you do that? Right. What? There's no reason to put a baby on a drive. Mind you, this is a fresh baby. Right. On a driveway? Concrete? No. <laughs> and he wouldn't even, the baby wasn't even in a carrier, mm-hmm. a car seat. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A stroller? No, just straight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Which then fast, and then fast forward a little bit this was episode three right when things really start to heat up which is um the episode when emma just completely loses, loses her, her mind cups. yeah that it, it, I, so it's funny that you had bought up the postpartum depression the more that i keep thinking about it do you think it was postpartum depression or do you just think it was part of the whole possession like leading yes. up to that big scene, I think it was leading up to it because at first I thought it was postpartum, but mm-hmm. it, it's just too weird. First things first that I have to say about that scene when Apollo says, "Just don't hurt a baby," and you know when she says it's not a baby, the way that she turns around, it was like a whole like little stop motion like type of a oh that was creepy. Yeah, I hated the way she uh, and she said it wasn't a baby before as well. Trying, that was the morning where she wanted to take the baby to get baptized, mm-hmm. and he was like, "No, you're not taking my, my baby to get baptized." Um, and then he told the baby, "Well, you, no matter what, you're staying with me." 
and then oh, oh my goodness no i don't mean to interrupt you but speaking of the baptism wasn't it lillian apollo's mother that she had insisted first that the baby gets baptized because of any sort of evil a foreshadowing much yes lillian knows what's up oh also we forgot to mention that um in between the scenes with apollo and emma we also get back uh flashes of Lillian's life with uh, before yes. Apollo and then while she has Apollo. Yes. And you could weird things go on too. Um, I, for, for, all right. Uh, sorry. It was just so ties. I was on my phone. So you fill in the gaps. Oh. Um, oh, I can do it we, if you don't remember. No, I, I remember some of it. So we see, uh, we see Lillian. Um, she's escaping. I'm assuming she's somewhere african or caribbean it was uganda they mentioned uganda yes 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 um yeah so that's what she was and her brother Brother gets murdered yeah her brother gets murdered and so she keeps driving the car and then we see her and now she's in america and she's working as a it seems to be some sort of um uh, i don't know some sort of desk secretary yes she seems to be working as a secretary and this white man comes in and the white man tries to lay on the charm and mm-hmm. she's like sorry i don't date white men which is like yes thank you um <laughs> and then he gets her fired which is like right. what the heck it's like go- hmm? no because like she didn't even do anything for real like i would just assume that she was fired because you know racist old white boss like he thought that he thought that she was hitting on the white man. It's like you know we don't we can't have no distractions on the job or whatever. Yeah, and then um he follows her home, and they right. exchange words, like, which is like weird. Like if I was Lillian, it's like it's it's like I will let him follow me home, and he like you think I didn't see? She's like pop. <laughs> yeah, and then she curves him, and she and he leaves. And mm-hmm. you fill in this gap because I don't I don't know how they got yeah. together. So you fill that in. So to your point, like she turns him down the first time in the office. She follows him home. I mean, excuse me. He follows her home. She says no again. Then now keep in mind, this happens in 1968. I believe it then jumps to 1976. What is that? Like eight years later. The narrator mentions eight years later, Lillian finally said yes to one of his dates. And they're just all of a sudden together now. And on mm-hmm. their first date, they go see um, Rocky, the very first movie that came out in 1976. And then soon after that, after they see Rocky, um, Lillian is pregnant with Apollo. And, you know, funny enough, I just mentioned Rocky. They wanted to name, you know, their son after Apollo Creed from Rocky. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Don't know how she fell into the white man's advancements. Yeah, they really skipped over that. Like the narrator literally just said, eight years later, she just said yes on it. It's like, it, it's like. So imagine how many times this man asked over eight years, and just out of the blue, she just finally just she just gave in and said yes. Like what? And it's you know like what? another thing. You're asking this woman out for eight years until she says yes. That is a beyond creepy, creepy obsession. Oh, for sure. But at some point, when I know as a woman, if somebody is persistent for years, 
eventually you're like, whatever. Let me just get them off. I don't down. know, friend. That's ooh. I've done it's that like, before. Bro, there's like no other woman in the world you want to ask out. Mm, I don't know. Um, <laughs> especially because we talked about this, but Lakeith Stanfield isn't biracial. He's not biracial. So we forgot to mention that Apollo's fa- father that he's a that he's a white man. Ironically, Lakeith Stanfield's not biracial. I thought that was a rather interesting creative decision. That why didn't they just cast a biracial man? Yeah. I don't know, maybe because Lakeith, like, did a really good audition. I mean, he is really yeah. good in the horror roles. He be acting down. Oh, yeah, so. of course. Um, so, yeah, that was that. And then um, she has this... So, one day, the white man leaves, allegedly. Um, mm-hmm. And then she gets this job. When Apollo was four, I believe they said. Yeah, she gets this job, and her boss is harassing her to go on a date with him. And then she finally turns him down for the last time. And so instead of being a normal person, um, he decides to book her for Saturdays, I think. And her nanny can't stay with Apollo on Saturdays. Right. So Apollo is left at home alone on Saturdays. And he usually just stays in front of the TV, you know, doing his own thing. But one day, the bell rung. Um, and it was his daddy, Yusuf the Sid friend. So here's where things start to get a little bit more trippy, folks. So when four-year-old Apollo opens the door, it's a man with a blue mask. And when the man takes the mask off, it's his daddy. And then after he takes the mask off, there's this blue smoke that comes out of his mouth and his eyes are black. I would assume that he's possessed. And it looks like that he's trying to kidnap a four-year-old Apollo and take him away from his mother Lillian and then like right after that Apollo wakes up like he had a bad dream and you know his mother comforts him like it's just a dream so this this definitely when things start to get a little bit more complicated because we learn in episode three I believe it was that Lillian tells Apollo that those weren't dreams that his father did try to actually come back for him yeah, that was episode four, I think. Oh, that was four, my bad. I think so. But don't quote me, because I might be wrong, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we go back to present day. Um, Emma has tied up Apollo. She's beating him somehow. I don't know. Um, tells him oh, it's yeah, not she a baby. She took metal chains and sh- tied him to, like, the radiator pipe. Oh, yeah. And meanwhile, there's a tea kettle on the stove. And it finally, you know, blows, you know. Um, and so I think we see her go into the room with the tea kettle. And then we get a flash forward and Apollo is at the park. And he's there, you know, just chilling at the park. And they have clothes him and, he's, and they're like, yeah, no, we don't want you here anymore. My friend. No, friend some realization just hit me and it's disturbing so remember how Lillian said are you gonna baptize the child like you know to protect him to shield him from any evil then you know um Emma's like she's gonna go get um baby Brian baptized um Apollo's not with it and then to your point she grabs the hot teapot and we assume that she kills the baby with it 
death by baptism. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even peek that friend. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so... And remember, Emma kept saying that that's not a baby. So it's like in her mind, possessed. She thinks that she's doing the right thing, ridding this. It's not even a baby, ridding this evil thing of evil with the hot tea. Like an, it's not even a baptism. It's like an exorcism. But ironically, she's the one who's possessed. Yeah, like even as she was leaving the house with the tea kettle, she was like, "I'll show you." Mm-hmm. Which is pretty creepy. Anyway, so we flash forward, uh, pause at the park. The dad is like, we don't want you here anymore. Da, 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 da. And so we're thinking like, well, that's weird. His baby just died. Like, what's, what's the problem? Turns out Apollo, um, after Emma killed the baby, Apollo uh, went to her place of work, which was a library. And mm-hmm. he held the librarians at gunpoint. He was trying to figure out where Emma was, and they didn't know. So obviously he went to jail for time. Um, and after he gets out, he goes to see, um, his friend. And yeah, his best Emma, friend, Patrice. Yeah, and Emma got him a book, uh, that was worth a lot of money. And so he the gives his friend the bird. book. Yes, he gives his friend, he gives his friend the book, and he's like, you sell it. And the friend is like, oh, this is weird, it's suspicious. Um, I'm getting the vibe that you're going to kill yourself, um, if you are you'll never know how much this book is worth so like i better find you awake tomorrow um and so he is and um then he goes to this meeting with these parents of i think deceased children um that's what it was yeah it's like it's like like, i didn't really put that two and two together i wasn't like in my mind it was a domestic violence circle i didn't i didn't really put that two and two together for it was deceased children they were all talking about their kids mm. um so he goes there and the other people were talking and then he started talking about um people were asking him questions about like the library thing and his wife and his kid and da, 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 da. so he kind of blows up at them and he leaves and then um i don't know i don't i, I don't know this probably isn't chronological but it's either here nor there um and then friend <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then he goes home. Oh, I forgot to say. He goes home, um, and his mom's there, Lillian, and he's talking to Lillian about stuff, and then he tells Lillian what the last thing he said to the baby. And Lillian's like, why would you say that? Mm-hmm. And which I didn't get, because it's like, what's what's wrong with that? Anywho, Lillian tells Lillian, him about- Lillian certainly seems to play a larger role in the overall story that we haven't 100% realized yet. Because going back to the flashback aspect, Aside from showing how she met Apollo's father and, like, you know, Apollo's father left when he was four years old. She's a single mother, like, can't afford a babysitter. And then here's where the most interesting flashback with Lillian happens for me that really still has me thinking. That it was in the opening of episode four that we see young Lillian that her face was beat up i would assume that apollo's father was beating on her they didn't quite explain that and she throws a red luggage into a river and we don't know what what exactly is in that red luggage but at the ending of episode four it goes back under the water and shows that the luggage is still there Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Apollo's dad is in it. Ooh. Ooh, Frank. I didn't even think about that. Like, she cut off his body, put him in the look. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know why you would do that. Obviously, that was clothes. Mm. To be honest. Um, so, that was the thing there. And then uh, Apollo tells her about the thing with his dad and the blue breath and his things. It's like when he was left alone on Saturday. And she was like, those weren't dreams. Those were memories. And so he's like, what do you mean? Anywho, we go to the next episode. Um, hmm. uh, um, so, yeah, episode four. That This is when... I was about to call him Lakeith, um, Apollo, that him and his best friend Patrice, that they meet up with a guy named William who was in that circle for the deceased children, and that he wanted to buy the killing of a mockingbird book from him. Yeah, we forgot to mention um, the lady at the meeting. Um, oh, yes. One of the ladies at the meeting. Yeah, one of the ladies at the meeting, I forgot her name. She talked about her daughter who was missing last episode um and then all of a sudden she's like oh well we found a way to bring her back and da, 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 da. and apollo was like questioning her and then she was like it's not a baby and he yelled at her and then she talked about how she got these textbooks as well but she somehow had the right mind to print them out which like printing is it not easier to screenshot right i mean who knows if that screenshot would have been deleted as well, so I guess that's not a terrible idea. I guess she screenshotted it and then printed it, so mm-hmm. how you do that one. Anywho, she did that, and then she blew up, and she's about, it's not a baby, and then he blew up. It's like about, oh, that woman's going to kill her child. It's like, I thought the baby was already gone, so like, I don't know if you going to do that. Right. That, um, that, that, that was a little bit of a plot hole. Yeah, and then he meets up with the guy who wants, well, he the guy chases him talking about the to kill a mockingbird and then apollo blows up at him which like warrants it it's like why are you chasing me mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm obviously trying to go get away and you're like chasing me talking about oh you run really fast well i'm not slowing down for you right. i'm trying to get away anywho uh you so like you're running that fast ironically <laughs> exactly okay then what were you saying no, I, um, no, I really wasn't gonna say anything. I was just gonna say ironic. You wasn't even like running that fast. I realized that was kind of funny. Yeah. Do you want to carry on with the rest of the episode? Oh yeah. Um. So what happens is, so after this character William that he chases down Apollo after he flees the room after the woman freaked out. I'm saying it's not a baby. It's not a baby. So William, he wants to buy the killing of a mockingbird book from Apollo, but you know Apollo flips out on him. He's like, "Just take the effing book, like get out of my face," because you know after what just happened, like William, like the moment you meet him as a character, he's just not all up there. It's like this dude just had a really like tense, like what's the word encounter and he fled the scene and he's asking can i buy this book for you so creepy character like right off the bat but um eventually in the episode he does agree to let william buy the book which i don't remember why he agreed to be honest but point being he he sells the book to william 
And later on in the episode, he meets with William again, actually, because Apollo, he actually starts to get like the weird anonymous text that Emma Valentine is still alive, like following the night of what happened when she killed the baby. And Apollo, he goes to, I'm not so sure where, where it was. It looked like a museum to me from the outside, but he sees in the distance that the anonymous texture was no, none other than William. So this thing start to get trippier once again. So it's like, so he's like, do you think this is some sort of sick joke, William? And he says that he could help Apollo um, not only find Emma, but also find this character named Cal. I don't think we had mentioned Cal before, so this kind of rewinds to episode three when Emma was just losing her Cocoa Puffs, that she that she had mentioned to Apollo at one point that she had found some sort of support group for new mothers and that the head of it was a character named Cal. It wasn't said whether if Cal was a man or a woman, but by the end of the episode, we do find out that it's a woman and that this group of mothers are referred to as the wise ones and that they had turned out to be a cult of some sort. They don't really dive too much into who they are, but we do get uh, we do like get to actually see them like by the end of episode four because um what's his name again William that he helps Apollo and um Apollo's best friend Patrice he also tags along the adventure like to go what was it they rented a speedboat and they went like to this I don't even know what to call it like this island like off of the coast of Manhattan where there was just literally just nothing there but this broken up building and then that's when Apollo's ambushed by those it was it was all women, right? Or was there guys too? I don't remember. You know, friend, as you keep talking, I realize I haven't seen this episode yet. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, so you didn't finish episode four? No, because when I watched it, episode four wasn't out yet. I watched it on the 13th. Episode four came out the 14th. So oh, I didn't hear it yet. so you only saw one to three. Oh, should I even continue speaking? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so what ends up happening is... Um, Apollo meets Cal and that she's the head of the wise ones, um, that mother group that it was not only influencing Emma, but that other woman um, that freaked out in the circle um, and Apollo fled the scene. That It's not really 100% explained, but I theorize there's some sort of connection with the wise mothers in the, in the witch in the Brazilian jungle. Yes. It's a support because, group of possessed mothers. Right. And that begs the question, were all these women also in Brazil or they met witches in other locations? Probably other locations because not, not that many people are going to Brazil in one year. Right. Off, off, it's off it's certainly a little bit. It's certainly unexplained. I'm also thinking of the possibility that what if this has to do with Emma's third wish that isn't explained to us yet as the audience? That what if she had wished something upon mothers? I don't know. I guess we'll have to find on episode five, huh? I don't think she would have wished something upon mothers because at that it was a support group for new mothers, and at that point right. she wasn't a mother. Because yet. the first two wishes, she wanted a good husband, Apollo, and then healthy baby, baby brunch gave birth on the train. Was didn't say the third wish yet. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with the group because at that point she didn't know the group. She wasn't a mother yet. Right. Mm. But 
yeah, episode five of The Changeling comes out this Friday on Apple TV. Yeah, that that that's really concludes the first four episodes. Do you have anything else to add to that, Ben? Man, I think I kind of got all my thoughts off. Yeah, just tune in, y'all. It's really great, really. Yeah, especially if you love thriller and horror. I think it's honestly a really nice balance. It's very suspenseful and thrillish, but there are honestly some genuinely scary moments. Yeah. It's Mm. really great. It's like American Horror Story meets Black Mirror. Ooh, Um, that's a good comparison. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Oh, yeah, American Horror... Speaking of, so... Watch the calling. Next topic. Well, a little topic before we have to go. Um, So, uh, American Horror Story is coming out with a new season this week, I think. Um, It's this season is also about babies. So, Mm. I forgot the name of it. I I don't remember. Anyway, this is a season with Kim Kardashian in it. So, we'll see how her acting is. We'll see how she acts. And she's Um, the main protagonist? No, no. Emma, oh, Emma, Emma, character. Yeah, Emma Roberts is the main protagonist. Yeah. Um, and I never thought I would see Kim Kardashian in TV shows. It's certainly be interesting because I'm still not over that music video she made a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that. I'm going to be tuning in. And then we also have uh, Love is Blind comes out this Friday. So I'm excited to start doing spaces on that. The cast this season is, I don't, I'm very interested to see who will actually be on the main show, who will actually like get engaged and stuff, because I don't, I don't, from the trailer, these people are kind of boring, so mm-hmm. I don't know what's up with that, and they, all these men kind of suck already <laughs> off the bat, so, and I've only seen the trailer, and like their little description and blurb and stuff, so it's just, so far they're not eating. So I'm really interested to see who gets engaged and who actually makes it on the real show. And um, yeah, I'm just going to talk about one of my friends, though. So yeah. um, follow me on Twitter if you want to hear our Twitter spaces. Um, and yeah, do you have anything to say, friend? Honestly, no. I would say that quite concludes the changeling. I don't, and also in regard to other shows, no, I don't have anything else. All right, friends. So we are at a... Uh, 54 minutes um some of this yeah some of it's gonna be edited out so it's not gonna be 54 minutes long so um we'll probably be at like in the 40s or 50s lower um so yeah thanks for listening this bonus this is the last episode we're gonna record in september i think um because Mm. i'm going on vacation at the end of the month so we made a bunch of episodes and we scheduled them so yeah i think this is it maybe i'll split this in half and then have it yeah i think that's what i'll do i don't know anyway i'll figure it out when i edit it um thanks for listening this is tj and jb signing off toodle yeah. <laughs>